0: everyone. Welcome to New Point Community Church. Thanks for joining our podcast today. We pray that this series and this message inspires you to grow your faith and builds your relationship with Jesus. Enjoy today's message. Good morning, New Point. How are we doing? Hey, isn't this a beautiful day? This is incredible. Don't tell me it's too cold. Okay, it's a beautiful, beautiful day. And we want to rejoice and we want to be glad in it because you know what God has created for those of us in Ohio, it's called Four Seasons, and it's a description to remind you and me of life. You know, you may be here today and maybe you're going through winter, but here's the good news, spring is on its way. Or you may find yourself in in the summertime of life and things are just warm and growing and everything's happening. You may find yourself in the fall of life and some things are dying off, but here's the good news. God is the God of all four seasons and he loves you and he'll walk with you through every season of life. So welcome, we're glad that you're here. We're in this series called The Church, Keeping It Real. And I've got a question for you. How did a movement that was birthed 2,000 years ago whose leader was rejected by his own people, who was killed, survive and thrive against an organized government that wanted to squelch them and that was funded for that main purpose. How did that happen? How could a movement that was started just by a handful of people survive and not only survive, but thrive through all of that? How could it turn an empire upside down that for 300 years was fighting against everything that it stood for? How did it happen? How could it happen? Well, we don't know, except for those who were there, who wrote it down and documented it and wrote letters, and gave you and I a history of what happened when the church was birthed a little over 2,000 years ago. And they were there. They were eyewitnesses, and they wrote it down for you and me so that you and I could continue this legacy, so that you and I could continue this movement called the church. One of the writers wrote of a Time of where Jesus was talking to the disciples and he asked them, who do people say that I am? The writer said, you know, some think that you're Elijah, you've come back, John the Baptist. Others think that you are a prophet, a rabbi. And then Jesus made it really, really personal. He said, but who do you say that I am? And that's my question for you today. Who do you say that Jesus Christ is? And Peter said, you are the Christ. You are the Messiah. You are the son of God. You are God's chosen. You're the anointed one. And Jesus said to Peter, maybe for the first time with Peter, you got it right. I am the rock. And here's what Jesus said. He said, and I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. We're learning that this word, and we've talked about it a lot because we have so much misinformation about it. This word called church is not a building, it's ecclesia. It's called out ones. It's men and women who put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ as the forgiver of their sins and the leader of their life. And so when he says, I will build my church, what he is saying is I will build a group of people and the gates of hell will not prevail. No one's death will stop this, mine nor yours. And Jesus is saying that nothing is going to be able to stop his church, his movement, his people. And here's what we know. And here's what we need to understand. The death of Jesus Christ was not the end, but it was the beginning. We're going to celebrate his life and death and resurrection in just a few moments. And his life and his death and his resurrection began this movement. It started the church. And the resurrection is the fulfillment of the prophecy, of Jesus Christ coming to earth, living that perfect life, taking on your sin, taking on my sin, so that we could be free from sin. And Jesus rose, and then he ascended to heaven, and he said, it's better for me to leave, though they didn't fully understand at the time. He told his followers, it's better for me to leave so that the Holy Spirit might come and dwell in you, so that you will have authority, you will have power, you will have access to everything you need to bring about the kingdom of God here on earth. And it starts in your heart, it starts in my heart, it starts in our heart. And the reason why we are here today and we gather and we worship and we celebrate is because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You see, we're going to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ today, and too many of us are going to come, and all we're going to think about is forgiveness. Oh God, I thank you for your forgiveness. You should, but don't stop there. You see, the same power that resurrected Jesus Christ from the dead is available to every man and woman so that you can be the church, so that you can be Jesus to every single man and woman that you come in contact with. Don't just view communion as a time of where you deal with your guilt and your shame. That was dealt with 2000 years ago. Come and realize that the resurrected Lord lives within you. You see, that's what empowered the first church. That's why they could stare death in the the eyes and not be fearful. That's why they turned Rome upside down and they would minister to the brokenhearted. They would minister to the disease and the disenfranchised and the people without any fear because they had the living Christ living within them because they followed the one who died and rose again. And so when we come and we partake of communion today, yes, thank God for forgiveness of sin but thank him that he dwells in you and you're the hope of the world. Do you know that? The local church is the hope of the world. And because they believed that and because they lived that out, something unprecedented happened. They turned their world upside down. They changed their world. They wasn't looking for the right guy to get in the White House. They weren't looking for government to change. They understood that they lived in a broken world with broken people. They realized that they were the solution. They were the answer. And too many in the church have gotten political. Y'all okay? And we think the problem is the White House. The problem is your house and my house and God's house. And if we get that right, then what happens is we will change America and we'll quit blaming people and we'll look in the mirror and say, I'm the problem, Lord Jesus. Change my heart, change my values. May you not be important, but may you be first in my life. Look at what they write about the early church. And by the way, this guy's an atheist, okay? So he's not in our camp. He's not in our camp, but when the power of God begins to flow and move in and out of the people who call themselves Christ followers, it is undeniable. Here's what he says, Christianity not only took over an empire, Rome, it radically altered the lives of those living in it. Wow. Goes on. He says, it was a revolution that affected government practices, legislation, art, literature, music, philosophy, and on an even more fundamental level, the understanding billions of people had about what it means to be human. Wow. This is incredible. You see, what, what happens is when Jesus unleashed his church into the world a little over 2000 years ago, people began to believe that there was a God because they saw the power of God. They, they, they saw him manifested in men and women who they knew had been transformed by his grace. And they began to believe, hey, you know what? There must be a God who created me and made me in his image. And he wants me to experience life and life to the fullest. And so however one evaluates the merits of the case, no one could deny, he says, no one could deny. It was the most cultural transformation our world has ever seen. What was the church? Who's the church? It's every man and woman who believes in Jesus Christ. See, if you're a Christ follower here today, listen to me, you're the church. You're either effective or ineffective, but you're the church. You're the church to your kids, mom and dad. So don't talk bad about the church because when you talk bad about the church, you talk about yourself. (laughs) And that's not good. You see, you and I are stewards of this movement called the church. And we have a responsibility to the generation that is now living. We have a responsibility to the next generation. Do you understand that? I mean, our young people today are, are deconstructing their faith and they're wondering if God is real, if God is good, if God is great, if God is generous, why? Because they don't see him in the lives of the people who say that they know him. And we have a decision to make. You see, you can either come to New Point and you can be a consumer, a spiritual porker, or you can be the church and be a contributor. And you can say, you know what, no, I am the church. I represent the church. I represent God and we will either take what happens and consume it or we will take what is happening and we will share it and we will contribute to it and we will be a conduit and we will be a vessel of it. You see what happens is too many people are just concerned whether if they die or not they go to heaven. There's much, much more to that. The stakes are much higher than that because we said last week that Jesus is much more concerned about bringing heaven to earth than to bring earthlings to heaven. You see, you're the church, I'm the church and, and the church is a steward of its community. You wanna find out how strong a church is? Look at its community, look at its school systems. And if there's not good things happening, if he is not prevalent, then the church in that community is weak, frail, no matter how many people go. It's a religious community, but they deny the power of. And so what happens is if you are a Christ follower here at New Point, you can't decide just to participate. You have to be committed. If you can't be committed here, then go to a place where you can be committed. If you can't serve, if you can't give, if you can't be a part of us, and you've been here for a while, I would encourage you to go, because we can't afford to have you here. You're weight, you're holding us back. You're a spiritual porker. You're not living out the truth that you say that you believe. You see, we can't have American Christians. We have too many of them. American Christians are consumers. They're not contributors. They consume and consume and consume and consume. And I understand that because even here at New Point, we tried to make it very accessible and easy to understand of how you can have a relationship with Jesus Christ. But it's a relationship with Jesus Christ, it's not an event. It's it's like the guy who says, You know what? I got her. She married me and lays on the couch. How's that work, ladies? It doesn't. It doesn't work. And so we have a choice to make, you have a choice to make. Am I going to be the church? Am I going to be one who has the power of the living Christ inside of me? And I go into my workplace, I go into my communities, I go into my schools, I I go into my neighborhoods and I set people free by the power of God, by praying for them, by encouraging them, by establishing a relationship with them, by helping them to establish a relationship with God, by, by them being reconciled to one another. You see, listen, we have to ensure that the church will be the conscience of our community, that the church will be the conscience of our of our, of our our region and of our state and of our nation and of our world. And this can happen because it happened before. And this all happens because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, which we are going to celebrate here in a few moments. You see, because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, you and I now have the power to love to love with the same kind of love that Jesus Christ has loved us with. And what did he do? He gave himself for us. He sacrificed, he served, he gave himself for us. And he says, by this, all men will know that you are my followers. By this, all men will know that you are my church. If you love one another the way that I have loved you. we're gonna celebrate that. But don't minimize it, don't marginalize it, don't put it in a category of where it's a ritual and you feel better about yourself. You should feel great about yourself because you know what? You live in grace if you're a Christ follower. He accepts you. There's nothing you can do to to add to that or subtract to that. You see, here's here's my issue. The experts say that the American church is dying And basically the pandemic, the COVID thing that we just experienced just escalated it. It just made it happen quicker and faster. And I refuse to believe that. You know why? Because of you. Not gonna happen on my watch. Everything that everybody who did before me, who came before me, who sacrificed, who gave, who gave their life and and, and was willing to be the church, I can't drop the ball for my kids. I can't drop the ball for my grandkids. Listen, my friends, the stakes are high. We scratch our head and we wonder what's wrong with our young people. Our young people scratch their head and wonder what's wrong with the church. Because you sing these songs, you have these messages, but I don't see any evidence of it. So you know what? You're a hypocrite. You see, what determines whether the church will go forward? You and I, we get to decide. We get to decide how vibrant and alive New Point is. Y'all okay? Happy New Year. You know, in the business world, in the business world, you know, one of the things that they, they talk about is culture and everybody says, I don't like the culture that I work in. You are that culture. You're the culture. I'm the culture. Don't look to the right, don't look to the left, look in a mirror, you are that. You see, here's what I believe. You are the church, you're the church. You're our church, you're your church, do you know that? You're the church and this is the picture of marriage. You see, when God describes the church He describes it in a marriage. He says that Christ is the groom and we are the the bride. And what happens is the reason why marriages don't work. Listen, I give you a quick counseling for your marriage. You know why marriages doesn't work? Because one or both are consumers and they're looking for what they can get out of the relationship instead of what they can contribute to the relationship. And so what happens is when I consume everything that I can in a marriage and I'm done, I get a divorce. I just separate myself. And who suffers? The kids. And can I just tell you this, mom and dad, the kids aren't doing as well as you think they are. They never are because it was never meant to be that way. Never meant to be that way. And what happens is we're the picture of marriage to the world the church. He's the groom. We're the bride. And so what happens is not so much what am I getting out of this is the question. The question is, what am I contributing to this? Am I a spiritual porker? Am I a pew setter? Or am I the church? You see, In a marriage, if you focus on what you frustrate or what frustrates you, if you continue to live there, you'll continue to move on. You'll continue to move on, and what happens is, if you listen, the church is imperfect. It's full of imperfect people like me, like you, and 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 if you just look at all the frustrations, well, I'm not getting much out of this, and I'm not getting much out of that. What happens pretty soon, you'll be gone, And, and what happens is, church will be optional for you. And when, listen to me, mom and dad, I love you, but when church is optional for you, what happens, God will not be God for your kids. You'll be in trouble. And the question is, will we be the church? The question is, will I be the church? The question is, will we fulfill our divine mandate? And what is our divine mandate? To take up the issues and the interests of our community, of our people, and to be able to minister life and hope and healing to them. I like to say that New Point is a safe place to hear a dangerous message. This is a dangerous message, my friends. You see, here's here's what you need to know. I don't know God's will for your life of who you're supposed to marry. I don't know God's will for your life of where you're supposed to work or where you're supposed to live. There's many things that I don't know God's will for your life about, but I do know God's will for this. It is that you're a part of a local church of where you are contributing and you are making a difference in your community. Without a doubt, that is God's will, for you to be engaged. And there's nothing more significant that you will do, nothing more significant that you will do except through the local church, because the local church is the hope of the world, living and teaching the truth of Jesus Christ, except for your own immediate family, because your family is the first place that you start to do all of this. Y'all okay? Mom and dad, you're the church to your kids before New Point is. Because listen to me, because what happens in your home is more important than what happens here. We cannot overcome what happens in your home. We cannot overcome the example that you set before your children here. We can help, we can support, we can assist, but we can't do that. And so here's what Jesus has to say to you. all okay this morning? You still love me? huh? I hope so, because here's one thing that'll always happen at New Point, whether we have one or whether we have a thousand, you'll always hear the truth here with love and compassion. Because the day that we don't speak the truth here is the day we become irrelevant. That's why Jesus is never irrelevant. You know why? Because he always speaks the truth in love, but he speaks the truth. And here's what he has to say. This is unbelievable. Let me tell you why you're here. You ever wonder why you're here? You know what did we just sing today? If you're not dead, God's not done, <laughs> huh? Let me tell you why you're here. You're here to to be salt seasoning that brings out God's flavor on this earth. In your family, in your relationships, in your schools, in your workplace. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? If I lose my saltiness, if, 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 I'm not, if, if, if I'm not living out the truth of, of Jesus Christ, by the way, okay, none of this, none of this means that you are perfect. None of this means that I am perfect. You know, many times the way in which we live out the truth of Jesus Christ is we admit when we're wrong. We ask for forgiveness <laughs> when we get it wrong. I, I blew it, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have made that decision at work. I shouldn't have, done. you know what that, that's Jesus. Do you know that? because he's humility. So don't think you have to be perfect. All of us would be out. But what happens is when we lose our saltiness, what happens is people don't see Jesus in you and they don't see Jesus in me. And so why are we here? We're here to be Jesus to other people. You've lost your usefulness and you'll end up in the what, the garbage. You see, when, when we stop living out the truth of who we are, the church, Okay. And what's the church? You know, we're here to, to set the captives free. We're here to speak forgiveness over people. We're here to pray for healing. We're, we're here to be able to tell people you can be reconciled to that person. You, you can, you can be loved unconditionally. That's the message. He goes on to say this. He says, here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out God's colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this as public as a city on a hill. Listen to this, if I've made you light bearers, meaning if I've made you the church, don't think I'm gonna hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Listen to this, okay, this is unbelievable, okay? Now, if I put you there on a hilltop on a light stand, shine, shine, don't be weird. Don't be whacked, just shine, be contagious, be good, be generous, make a difference, keep an open house, be generous with your lives. Wow. Be generous with your lives. See, when Jesus said this, there was no lanterns, there was no uh, street lights, there was no electricity. He was saying, you know what? The world is a dark place. Would you agree with me that the world is a dark place? He says, and you know what? You need to bring light to that so that people can see their way to me and to be able to experience me. He goes on to say this. He says, by opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous father in heaven. You see, listen, if people can't get past me, they'll never get to Jesus. Jesus said this, if they accept you, they'll accept me. And if they accept me, they'll accept the father wow. This is incredible. Jesus has called you and I to be salt and light. That means that we are to be in our communities, ministering love and hope and peace and reconciliation, setting the captives free. Do you know you could be forgiven of that? You see, that's what he wants, but we have to be engaged. We have to be intentional. We can't believe the lie that we're powerless. We have to believe the truth that we are more than powerful. We've got the living Christ within us. And so I wanna share with you as I close some ways in which you and I can be engaged here at New Point because it's a tag team, okay? It's a tag team because no rational person would deny the fact that we live in a dark world. Matter of fact, we live in a very demonic world of where he's blinding people's eyes and he's paralyzing people. And we see, listen, listen, we see all around us that people are open to spiritual things. But being spiritual is not enough. You need to know Jesus. Jesus, the Messiah, the risen Lord. And so we need to be able to make sure that Jesus isn't important, but that he's first. So let me give you some things here this morning that you and I can do because the most important thing that you can do is invest in the local church apart from your family. And to the degree that you and I become engaged, amazing things will happen, okay? People will be better, marriages will be better, kids will be stronger, people will be emotionally and and, and mentally more healthier, the economic world will be better. All of that will be better because you and I are the soul and the earth. You and I are the light of the world. So let me give them to you, okay? Ways in which you and I can, can level this because if you believe in Jesus Christ, he calls you and I to follow him, to follow him. And so where you will flourish, people will flourish because God's favor and God's blessing will be there. Let's, let's dive into this, okay? Here's, here's the first one that I want us to, to understand. We need to leverage New Points experiences, okay? We need to leverage New Points experiences, why? Because our mission is to inspire people to follow Jesus Christ and to engage them into the local church. So here's the first thing, leverage New Points experiences. What do I mean by that? The weekend service the weekend service. You see, when you hear people talk in your your world, my marriage is not very good. My family is not going well. My workplace is not great. When you hear all of these different things, you know what you should say? Hey, I I think I can help you with that. Why don't you come and, and sit with me at one of our services at New Point? I, I, I think that you'll find some help for your marriage. I think you'll find some help for your family. I think you'll find some help for your work. And so you wanna be able to do that. You wanna be able to do that. There's a couple of things here that I wanna share with you. And that is the dad-daughter date night, February the 3rd. Listen, every man who has a daughter should be there. And every man who has a daughter who knows a, a friend who has a daughter should be there. Can I tell you something? I work very hard on this, okay? I was not going to let a young man win my daughter's heart before he should. I wasn't gonna have a boy kiss my girl and say goodbye. Uh Uh-uh. I didn't want my daughter looking for affection and love outside of me when she's 13 years old, when she's 15 years, are you all okay? I, I want her to know that the most important man in her life loves her and loves her affectionately and is willing to meet her need. And you know what? You don't need any boy in your life right now. You all right? Because <laughs> I'm protective. That's what a father does. A, pro- a father is protective. And I wanted to give her all the love that she could. Listen, dad, you need to be there. You need to invite your friends who have daughters there or somebody will, listen, if there's a boy in her life that will give her a better story than you're giving her, he'll win her heart. Y'all okay? I was determined nobody was gonna give Sarah a better story, a better picture of what life could be than me. Y'all right? Here's another one, marriage conference. March the 24th and the 25th, we're addressing issues and problems and interests in our family. And so I wanna encourage you to do this. And so we want you to leverage your new point experiences okay leverage them be intentional okay and then our four experiences you know this is when we go out into our community and, and 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 we do good deeds for our community and so when you learn of these opportunities to leverage the experiences that we are giving for you, I want to encourage you to do that here's the second thing that I want to encourage you to do. And that is you need to be able to to volunteer. You need to be able to volunteer. Hey, listen, I know life is busy, but a busy life can be a barren life. Do you know that New Point is where it is today because of busy people who kept Jesus first and not important? They said, you know what? I got a lot of stuff to do, but you're going to be first. And my heart breaks over the lost influence of the church in the world to the next generation. And so I wanna encourage you to to say, God, where would you have me serve? It might be in the next gen area. It might be leading a small group. I I don't know what it is, but just say, God, where would you have me serve where I can contribute? And so I wanna encourage you to leverage New Point's experiences. I want you to volunteer. Here's the third thing. I want you to be able to give, give, give what, money. See, I, I, I can automatically tell real quick whether Jesus is important or first in your life by your giving, because where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. And, and Jesus said, hey, you put me first in all things. I'll take care of you. You don't have anything to worry about. And so I, I wanna encourage you and challenge you to give. Just give consistently, and then pray. Pray, 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 pray. Prayer does more than what you think because God does more than what you can see. Wow, you get that? That's worth writing down, my friends. Prayer does more than what you think because God does more than what you can see. All that we're talking about in the church won't happen unless you and I are praying and we're inviting God's kingdom to come to earth, if we're inviting God's kingdom to come to our heart and our soul and our spirit, if we're inviting God's kingdom to move and work, and hey mom, hey dad, listen to me, don't preach to your kids, okay, pray for them. I had a mom and dad, I'd wake up in the morning and I'd go to school and I could hear my mom and dad praying and, and, and they would shout out, dear God, be with Whitey, be with his friends. May he have a heart for you. And they prayed and they believed. Prayer changes things. Why? Because it gives us access to the one who's in control of all things. That's God. And so I'm challenging us to be the church. You're the church. So leverage the experiences, volunteer, give and pray. And let's see, let's just see and believe that what happened 2,000 years ago of where they overturned an empire called Rome, that we could have an effect on our country, America, on our state, Ohio, in our region, Eastern Ohio, in T County, in Holmes County, in Wayne County, in Stark County, in Kishocton County, in Guernsey County. You with me? Let's be the church. Let's be the church. Otherwise, we're liable for false advertisement. And what will come about that is you'll have a generation, we'll have a generation who will reject the very God who loves them and created them. So we're going to participate in communion this morning. Do I want you to celebrate your forgiveness? I do. But oh, my lands, don't be so shallow. Don't stop there. (laughs) Realize that he's conquered everything, hell, death, everything, everything. And he has all authority in heaven and earth. And he has said that he's given that authority to you and me to minister hope in his name. Don't stop short of that or you marginalize Jesus. You marginalize the cross. You marginalize his life and death and resurrection. Let's embrace all of it. And listen, listen, you're not inferior to anybody. Not when you have Jesus Christ in you. You're powerful. You're more powerful than what you would ever know. Not being obnoxious or rude or arrogant, but you're more powerful because you can be gentle and loving and kind and respectful to people who are broken and hurting. And that's what they want. That's what they need. I love you all. Let's celebrate what God has done for us. So Father, we thank you right now for who you are. Wow. We want to keep it real because we're the church. You've kept it real with us. You've told us that apart from Jesus Christ, there is no salvation. There is no life. You, you, you've told us that you've given us all authority and power in heaven and earth to be able to go out and to make a difference and to be the church and to be able to share your love, your hope, your forgiveness, your grace, your mercy, your kindness to every man, every woman, every person. You've called us to go into the highways and the byways, into the schools, into the communities, into the marketplace, in, in, into our, our homes, in, into every area. You've called us to be that salt and that light. And God, forgive me, forgive us for not being that consistently and intentionally. And today, though, it's a new day because we know that you're more interested in where we're going than where we've been because you're a God of grace and mercy and kindness. And so as we come to the altar and we celebrate who you are and what you have done, may we not stop short of just knowing that we're forgiven. May we know that we are the church, the hope of the world, living and teaching the truth of Jesus Christ. And it's in his name we pray, amen. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to know more about us, please visit our website at newpoint.org. There you'll find past messages, parent resources, times and locations to all of our physical campuses, or you could just download our app at newpoint.org app. There you can find all those same resources, just in a mobile version. We wanna say thank you again for joining us and we'll see you next time.